Turn up the heat this summer. Get propane delivery straight to your door with Cinch. C-Y-N-C-H. It's easy and convenient to order, and Cinch brings the tanks to your home on your schedule. Just go to Cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H.com. Select your delivery date and drop-off location, and Cinch handles the rest. Now, new customers can get their first propane tank exchange for just $10 when they use promo code TANK10 at checkout. Cinch. Propane Grill Tank Home Delivery. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Visit C-Y-N-C-H.com offer for details. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 1990s television version of Mm. Stephen King's It. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well, I went to Ikea. 
Ooh, yeah. I love an IKEA I love trip. Love IKEA. Well, I wanted to wait until I've been double jabbed, which I now have been, and I've passed the the phase that you have to wait afterwards. The two week, yeah. So I was like, now I've been double jabbed, I can now go and return yeah. to IKEA. I can return, return to IKEA. To IKEA. I love um, a bit of Ikea. I loved it. The thing I don't like about Ikea is when people rave about the meatballs, and I'm like, I'd rather just rave about the furniture. Oh, I love the meatballs. Um, the meatballs are the best. I don't hate them, but I, I'm like, I really like their furniture, but I'm not too fussed about the food. Yeah. But people I'm love not the fussed food. about the food, apart from the meatballs. The meatballs. The meatballs I don't great. mind Almondy. Almondy's good. Dime Almondy. But you can get that at... You can get that in, at, like, local... Thing. I tell you what they do stores. do, normally around Christmas time, they do, um, like, little miniature dime bars that are orange. Ooh. Orange dime. Oh, I like the little nice. mini one, yeah. They're really nice. Mm, I like those. I do like a dime bar. So those two things are... Weirdly, wonderful. I wouldn't buy a dime bar and just eat it, but if I... I would, I like a dime bar. I'm exposed to dime bars. I really enjoy them. It's weird, but I, I like would never them. I like buy one. things that are like dime. You know, like when you get like chocolate with dime bar in, or, or it's dime bar flavored or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But yeah, I probably wouldn't actively go and seek a dime bar out. Do you remember when it was called spelt dime, uh, but now it's spelt D A I M? But we still call it a dime bar. Were they not always called I They were called D I M E. No, I don't think so. Oh, I think they've always been D A I M. We'll have to look it up. Hmm. Because they're from bars. wherever they're from. I don't know where they're from. Sweden. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know IKEA are like very strongly featuring them. So yeah, I don't Maybe know. Sweden. I, once I was in Sweden and I saw an IKEA, and it was the first time I'd seen an IKEA. In and Sweden. I was like, yeah. And I was like, ah, like, oh, IKEA. I bet everyone was just like, bitch, please. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what else they did in Sweden? Carlsberg lemonade. Oh, and it came in a black can. Ooh, was it nice? Well, I got it out of curiosity. It was in. Well, I, well, I drank it. <laughs> I think it was on a vending machine. I can't remember if the vending machine was in a train or if the vending machine was on the station. I can't Carlsberg remember. Carlsberg lemonade. Yeah, it was just. Tell lemonade. you what else they do as well. They do a chocolate called plop. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, and like a sort of wafery chocolatey thing called Kex. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah, them. Yeah, Kex and Plop. They do um, some little sweets. I think they're called... Um, I forgot what they're called. But they're called something where you need to be able to pronounce it right. Because otherwise it's a bit of a minefield. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what Lacrol. else. Lacrol. Tell you what else they do. Salty licorice. That's not mm. nice. Mm. I was like, I like licorice. I'll try this. This is uh, going to be nice. Mm, it's not. I was like, no, it needs it to not, not nice? have salt in it. <laughs> It needs sugar in it, please. <laughs> uh, well, then. What have I done? Not a lot. Just adjusting to my new job. Yeah, that's it. Not a lot. Mm. I've been very, very quiet. Very new job. Yeah. <laughs> so, in all that crazy fun, we watched the 1990 version of Stephen King's It, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. It scored a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm surprised that's very high, to be fair. And the synopsis is, seven outcasts join forces to defeat the evil that is residing in Derry. Over a course of 27 years, they return as adults to finish what they started. We've written a haiku. Excellent. Pennywise the Clown. 27 years of fear. Losers Club Unite. (laughs) Tells you everything you need to know. Absolutely covers it. The whole three hour long. Is it three hours long? It felt... 
the long, whole thing. It felt about 25 hours. In a haiku. I saw this when I was little. I remember watching it at my friend's house, but I only watched the first half as the kids were mm. the kill it. I never actually saw the end of it, so oh. I never saw what it was. He was always just a clown, and it fucking... It just... I bet. It terrified me, and I hated it, and I was like, this is horrible. So I feel like we were all like... We're going to watch this. This is going to be great. And we all sat and watched it. And we were like, I don't think I want to watch the next half of this. Mm. (laughs) And we were like, nope, I'm not going to watch the next half of this. And then I was like, I'm never going to watch that until (laughs) years later when I was like, no, I need to watch the second half of it, really. And then I was like, oh, it's not that scary. It's fine. That's scary. I mean, it it has, um, what's his name? The clown. Pennywise. Tim. Curry. Curry. There we go. Tim. Curry. I'm going to call him Tim. Tim Curry is really good. I really like Tim He's Curry. He's very good in it. He's so good. He likes good. his fun in it, doesn't he? You can't beat a bit of Tim Curry. He I does feel like voices of anyone. A lot of the a lot of the sort of beef that people have with these films is like they're like why doesn't he just kill them right away? But I was like that's not the point. Like the point is is enjoying it and is making them terrified because that's yeah. the whole point. Because like, then they taste better. Fear, yeah. Yeah. So he's just, you know, he's also, having his fun. Can you imagine Stephen King coming up with this really amazing novel idea and it's like his massive novel and being like, well, actually, he could just kill him at the beginning. Well, actually, yeah, it'd yeah. be the shortest book ever. He'd just it would be, like, be a top, it would be a bestseller, wouldn't it? Everyone clown enjoy kills it. kids. <laughs> End of book. <laughs> no resolution. No resolution. No, no. Ugh. So, we start. With Stephen King's It. And we get, like, photos. I think it's, like, photos of the kids and credits Mm. and stuff like that. Don't you you love with this film, though? It's so TV movie, it hurts. Yeah. It's, like, proper 90s TV movie. It's so 90s. My favourite thing about It, though, is when you can be like, I'm watching It. Oh, my God. And be like, what? You are just the worst. (laughs) (laughs) You're a piece of work. No, what are you You've got watching? to say Stephen King's It. it. It's such an You've ambiguous got to title. The title drives me mad. Remember when we, you were like, we're watching It this week? And I was like, what? What? It drives me mad, this title. Stephen it. King's It. Stephen it's got to be... King is It. Stephen King's It. Yeah. So, anyway, back to the movie. It's raining. There's a girl playing outside singing Incy Wincy Spider. And she's in her garden. I think she is on a bike and she brings a little bike in and she's singing away. And then the mum calls her because it's tea time or something. So she's like, yeah, I'm away. But then she hears a laughing and she sees a clown in between the sheets of the washing Mm. that's hanging outside. And that's her first glimpse of Pennywise. And the mum comes out again and she just screams. So you're like... Oh my god, what has happened to this child? Because that was literally like two minutes. Yeah. Then it cuts to adult Mike, who is there at the crime scene. The chief's annoyed because he's getting involved, but he he's like, there's something wrong here, there's something going on. And he's like, you're a librarian, keep your nose out of police <laughs> business. Which is fair, because you probably shouldn't be trying to solve a crime when you're not police. But then... He finds a picture of Georgie, the little boy. And Mike's making notes and it's kind of his sort of inner monologue of him writing these notes and he's basically saying, shit's going down, I need to tell everybody, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I don't think I am. Mm. 
And then we cut to John Boy. John Boy Walton is in this film. And I was like, it's John Boy. I never watched the Waltons, but I knew they did that thing where they said goodnight to each other. Goodnight, Mary Ellen. Yeah, for about 10 hours, because there was about 100 of them. Mm. So he's typing with... He's typing away and he's with his wife. Did you notice who his wife was no. as well? It was his wife. His wife is the girl from Black Christmas who had oh. the beautiful hair, Olivia Hussey. Well, stuff like this makes me wonder how people can have beautiful hair in the 70s and we have all this modern science to make shampoo and we cannot she have hair as beautiful the 90s as hers. She was in the 90s there and she still had beautiful hair. And I was She's like, I recognise that hair, hair from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, she is in this film. I totally didn't really, because that just went over my head I'm as glad a kid. she survived Black Christmas. She did. She survived Black Christmas and then got attacked by a clown. Terrible business. So he's, yeah, he's sort of asking her about changes to this script that he's doing. And then, and then he's sort of saying, I took this job to be with you. I don't really want to sort of write my own screenplay because it's his book that's been turned mm. into a film and then the phone rings and then uh, it's like bill it's mike hanlon and then he i think it's sort of because it sort of cuts back and forward to yeah. the children like the new one it's basically the first half children. is children the second half yeah, is yeah. adult but this sort of it it kind of cuts backwards and forwards in the book um with there's also like other sections in the book as well about like the tragedies that have happened in Derry, like the the Easter egg hunt fire and the fire at the Black Spot and stuff like that. It's the like, Easter egg hunt fire. Yeah, it was in a factory and there's a big fire and everyone died. Oh, they do mention it, I think. Because Easter egg hunt like suggests gardens and like maybe yeah. the, the well, church. Well, they, they held field. it at this big like factory thing well, and then who would do an Easter egg hunt in a factory? People in Derry would. Mm. Do it outside, surely. But it's all anyway. It's all a big thing, basically. There's always a big tragedy, and then he mm. claims a lot of lives every yeah. 27 years. It's all it's all linked, anyway. So it's the kids saying... Or it's, it's like, basically, little Bill saying, if it isn't dead, we've got to come back mm. and make sure that we kill it, because this is terrible. And then it cuts back to old Mike and he's like it's back and then he starts talking on the phone but starts to stutter like he did when he was mm. a kid and then he's like I found a photo of Georgie and he's suitably freaked out you can tell he's like yeah. oh no that's really bad so he goes back to the office and he's like Georgie so in the book they don't remember anything basically Mike's the only one that remembers because he stays in he Derry stays, yeah. but as soon as everyone leaves they forget and mm. it's kind of it's almost like they've been bestowed these really, really great careers and lives and stuff to like get keep away, them away and keep them away from, yeah. from it. And so when he's kind of speaking to them, they're like, I don't really know what you're talking about. They kind of get this sense that they know him and mm. and a sense of something, but they don't know exactly what it is. But like, it, I think for the purposes of TV, they need to remember immediately because it is yeah. three hours long <laughs> as it is and we don't have time. Do you know what I think though? Someone was like... <laughs> Try to remind you of something from your childhood. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Oh yeah, like you don't. You don't need a terrifying nightmare 
to give feel you like if kind something, of the odd gap in your memories of your childhood. I feel like if something significant, like I fought a demon clown, happened in my childhood, I'd probably remember it. But other so. than that, not an idea. Mm. It cuts to it cuts to basically him in his childhood, and the mum's sat playing the piano, and you hear this, please, Bill, and he's in bed poorly. And he's talking to his little brother, Georgie, who is adorable. He's He's so cute. And he gives him a little boat. And he's like, you can go sail this boat, but you need to seal it with paraffin. Typical older brother. Like, I I know everything. Yeah. He's like, it won't won't float if you Mm. don't seal it. And then he's like, where's the paraffin? And he's like, it's in the cellar. And he's like, oh, okay then. So there's like a whole, there's a whole thing in the book about him going into the cellar and how it terrifies him because it's really scary Mm. down there. So basically he runs down there to get it and then runs back out again because he's like, I'm not staying in this cellar for more than two seconds. So takes it to Bill and he seals this boat for him. And he's like, don't stay out too long, be careful. So then he's like, okay. So he's got his little yellow raincoat on and he's really cute. He's so cute. And he's running down the street with this boat and it's the SS Georgie. Oh, And he's having the time of his adorable. life. And then it falls down a drain and he's like, no! And then you hear this, hi, Georgie. Oh. And then he's like, sort of looking at him, and he's like, I'm not meant to talk to strangers. But certainly not. I'd be like, why are you in that drain? That's just not right. It's just a very different definition of a stranger to not talk to. There's a drain just like that down down the street down there, Mm. and I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, if anyone popped out of that drain and chatted to me, I'd be like, nope. I'm comforted by the knowledge that I would never even be able to fit one arm Oh, no. No. If if a clown wanted to eat me through a drain, he'd literally just get a finger and that's it. He'd get nothing because I'm not going down there. And he's like, got a balloon. And then he's like, I'm not supposed to take from strangers. And I was like, good boy. Yes, Mm. you're not. You've you've been told the morals of a child. And then he's like, well, I'm Pennywise, so I'll introduce myself and now pals. He's like, I gotta go. I don't want to talk to you anymore, drain clown. It's weird. And then he's like, have you forgotten something? And then he's like, ooh, boat. And then he's like, oh, I need that boat because if I don't take it, he's going to kill me when I go back as Bill. I'm going to be really in trouble. And then uh, then he's basically like, oh, yeah, there's all sorts down here. There's balloons and all this kind of stuff. And 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 he's always like, oh, it all floats. And then he's sort of edging closer and then he's like, and then you'll float too. And then he's like, angry teeth. And then basically it cuts to the funeral of little Georgie. But then I was like, they don't show anything in this one. In the Mm. new one, basically, they show that kid getting his arm chomped off. And then you're like, Mm. this is the kind of film we're getting into. I get it. All right, then. It's like, they didn't show you in that one. You're getting it in this one. It's really sad and Bill is there and all his friends are with him and he goes home to look at like old photos of him and sort of process what's going on. And then this photo of Georgie that, that Mike has seen in the future, he's looking at and it winks at him and he's like, Bah! And then it starts to like seep blood. Oh, and, terrifying. And he, and he like flings a book across the room and he's freaking out. The parents come in... And they're like, what are you screaming about? What's wrong with you? And he's like, ah. But they can't see it. They can't see all this blood. It always happens in horror films where something traumatising happens to a child and the parents come in and they're like, 
What's the matter with you? But that's kind you? of the thing, like... It, like, it always happens. Only the it? children can yeah. see it, like, the adults don't see. And it's kind of like a whole... It's a whole thing over Derry, like, basically, the adults are just blinkered to everything and yeah. they don't... Like, they ignore everything. Yeah. Like, there's, like when um, Ben gets attacked by Henry and one of the guys just walks away, like, they're, they're kind of programmed yeah. to turn a blind eye. So they're like, don't come in here again. And then... He's sort of stood there and then he puts his hand on his face. It's proper TV movie, like, ah. And then it cuts to the adult one going, ah. I always think it's a bit bittersweet because <laughs> Jonathan Brandis is no longer with us. Mm. Which I always think it's a shame because he committed suicide. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. And I can't watch him in anything without feeling a little bit a little sad. A little sad. Yeah. Mm. That is sad. He was so good in Sequest DSB. You and your sequest, oh, DSB. DSB. Everyone's in that, I swear. The horror connections are strong in yeah. sequest, DSB. <laughs> so then it kind of cuts to the wife going, uh, what, leaving? What? Where? Are you crazy? What are you doing? And he's like, I gotta go. And then she's like, who even was that on the phone? What is wrong with you? And he's like, it's Mike Hanlon, like she's meant to know. Mm. Oh, Mike Hanlon, right? Yeah, okay. And then she, she's kind of, trying to question him and being like why why are you leaving what's going on and he's like well um my brother was murdered and then she's like what what are you on about and then he's like yeah i forgot i just remembered right now and then she's like what what is happening it's not funny it's just it is a little bit funny because he's like oh i just remembered and then he starts stuttering and and he's like i used to stutter when i was a kid and I, i kind of managed to control it and and move past it but something's going on and she's like i'll come with you because she's like clearly is in a bad mm. place good supportive wife and he's like no 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 and then he's like i gotta go and she looks really worried like should i like should i let him go i'm not really sure what's going on then it cuts to new york city and we're with ben who has won an architect award and he falls out of a car drunk <laughs> and he gets to his uh, apartment that's in like a big loft area it's very fancy it's such a lady though it's lovely he's on the cover of time magazine he's he's doing he's all right it. for himself he's doing all right and then he's like i think he tells that woman he's like i used to be fat <laughs> she's <laughs> like okay then good for you and then the phone goes so then he answers and it's mike and he's like, it's Mike. And then he gets like a, a flashback of Henry and the knife. And he's like, Mike? Ooh. And then he's like, it's come back. How much do you remember? And he's like, almost nothing. And then he's like, I'm on my way. Like literally everyone. Yeah, everyone it's kind drops of, they everything. Don't, they don't know enough, but they know enough that they have to be like, I'm coming. It's a serious back memory. Now. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. So he leaves the woman... To have a drink in his house. <laughs> he just like, I'm, I'm going to go. Wasn't he draw- drinking Johnny Walker Red Label? I swear he was. Probably. Maybe I'm just imagining it. I feel like you're seeing it everywhere. Everywhere. Maybe you just want some Johnny Walker Red Label. No, If it was cheap, I might, but and she's far too expensive. She's like, she's like, are you all right? And he's like, no, no, I'm not. So then he ends up taking himself off to a building that he's designing to the 16th floor and he's kind of remembering the children times. Mm. He's having a moment of, of children remembering. And it's 
him on his first day of school saying that he likes to read and he's new to Derry and, and all this kind of stuff and everyone's kind of mean to him because he's a book nerd. Oh, people are so mean in schools. But kids are the worst, mm. to be fair. Henry gets a detention, so he's fuming and he's like, you're dead now because you've given me detention. And then I think the teacher mentions a 7pm curfew on everybody, which is a bit of a strange mm. thing to have on an entire town, but there you go, and they like, be careful. Ben's outside and then he meets Beverly, who he's immediately in love with yeah. because she spoke immediately. to him one time. Yeah. The kids are mean to her because her dad's a janitor, so they're horrible to her because, you know, her dad's got a job. Any excuse to be horrible to someone. I know, I was like, for goodness sake, like, a job's a job, isn't it? Mm. But then he's like, going home like, Beverly Marsh, no Beverly Marsh, no Beverly Marsh, (laughs) oh yeah, my favourite. And then uh, he gets accosted by Henry and his goons who has a little flick knife thing. And I was like, he's been carrying that round school. Like, somebody should be having words with that Someone boy. Someone needs to take him aside and be like, you can't stab anyone. Don't stab anyone. Don't carry Give me a that knife. knife. Grow up. He, cut, he decides that he's going to carve his name into his stomach so he'll remember him for the rest of his life. And he manages to cut down for the start of the age, but then he kicks him and then falls back yeah. down this hill. And manages to get away. But then they give chase and he hides. And he sees Bill and... Is it Eddie? Is it Eddie? I can't remember. Or is it Stan? No, it's Eddie, yeah. Bill and Eddie playing. Who... And they basically... They're building a dam. They ruin their stuff. And they're like, have you seen this little fat boy? And they're like, no, we're just minding our own sweet business here. So then they're like, right, well, if you do... You better tell me, or you'll get one of these or whatever, as they do. And then they all go away. And then Eddie has an asthma attack because he's, he's a little panicky boy. Mm. He's really cute, is he's Eddie. He's really sweet. And he's like, my inhaler, my inhaler's empty. And then Ben comes out and then Bill's like, can you stay with my friend while I go get his medicine because he's having an asthma attack. And he's like, yes, that's fine. So then it kind of cuts to a, a length of time has passed and the asthma attack stopped and he's yep. chatting away to he's chatting away to them friends so he's obviously calmed himself yeah. down and because we find out that it's just water in the inhaler anyway it's, it's oh. all psychological it's because his mum's got like munchausen's by mm. proxy i think mm. well yeah um but yeah he's chatting away and and he tells he tells ben about Georgie and how he got his arm ripped off and they mm. found him in the street and, and it was all very horrible. And then Bill comes back and he's like, I've got your inhaler and he's trying to say Eddie but he can't. And then he's like, my name's Eddie. And he's like, I hate it when you stutter my name. It's really annoying. And I'm like, he can't help it. It's a problem that he's got. Don't be cruel. Um, and then they're like, why don't you come back tomorrow building a dam? And he kind of seems to know what he's doing. He seems to... Because he reads and he's kind of into that yeah. kind of stuff which is obviously why he became an architect yeah. yeah so then it cuts to him at home and he's writing his poem for bev and his oh. cousin starts taking the piss it's almost a haiku which i loved <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yes haikus and and they're like you're only here because your mum says it mum says it's a christian duty to look after you and all this kind of stuff and i think he his dad has died in service mm. 
and they've basically had to move in with the cousin and it's not an ideal situation. Not ideal, but... So yeah. the mum's kind of saying, we'll have a home one day and, and you know, it'll be fine. But just for the time being, just to keep the peace, just apologise. And he's like, no, because he was a dick to me. I'm not doing it. And then he's like, I hate it here. I'm sick of it. So he basically cycles off to the dam. Yeah. Where what would be known as the barons, that's the barons in the in the book. And he hears his dad shouting him from across this lake thing. And he sees him and he's like, that's probably not normal because I think my dad is dead yeah. and now I'm seeing you. It just shows how horrible Pennywise is. Like preying on people's vulnerabilities mm-hmm. to scare them. He knows them. the deepest, darkest he's, secrets. Why couldn't he help them? Like Because that's not the point. Why couldn't <laughs> he? He wants to eat them. Like a spider monster sort of clown. He wants to eat Phantom. little delicious children and make them scared first. Eat something from the butchers and help people <laughs> with their problems. I don't understand why he can't I do want that. To see, I want to see a remake of It where it is the littlest hobo <laughs> travelling from town to town helping Healthy children people. with their problems and, it, and giving them a balloon. Yeah, If he wants to eat, like... Meats, then he can get things from a butcher's counter. Oh, even if he stole it from the butcher, yeah, I wouldn't mind a step up, wouldn't it? Yeah, anyway, it's not a point. So, so basically, yeah, his dad's offering him a balloon and saying that they float, and he turns into the clown, and then a skeleton comes out and grabs him, and he's like, "Green skeleton." It was very green, wasn't it? Very green skeleton. I mean, it was pretty scary. And then... For a child, obviously. For the 90s, yeah. Then it turns back to adult Ben. And he's unravelling and he's like, oh no, this is bad. So then it cuts to Chicago and we've got Bev. There's somebody on the phone. uh, And the husband's like, nah, nah, whatever. And then he's kind of saying... they're, They're kind of in the office, I think. And they're like, oh, you know, we're going to be richer this business deal you've just got to keep a hold of yourself Bev you've got to control your emotions mm. and all this lot like everyone sort of tells her what to do basically everyone tells her what to do and then he's like don't contradict me in front of Pam again and then you're like oh what I don't like him what if he was genuinely wrong oh well no he'd never be wrong would he well no never then they, it cuts to the night and they're having champagne in bed to celebrate the new deal and the phone goes and it's Mike Hanlon the husband goes to get more champagne. He comes back and she's just fully packing. Like, she's, she's like, oh, bye, yeah. I'm going. She's like, I need to go to Maine. And then, obviously, he's not letting that happen. And he slaps her. And then oh. he's like, you forgot your manners. Well, he forgot his manners. Really, it's horrible. And then he, he gets his belt out to, like, basically beat her. And she knocks him to the floor it's a, it's quite a quick fight scene. In the book, it goes on for ages. They beat the shit out of each other. It's, hor- it's horrible, actually. It's harrowing. Yeah. Um, well, it just shows that human it's horrible. monsters can be horrible as she, clowns. Yeah, she knocks him to the floor and basically says, come near me again and I'll kill you. And she's reached a limit at this point, thank God. So she gets a taxi to the airport and she's like, I need to get to Maine. And then the taxi driver's like, what's in Maine? And she's like, friends, the best I had. Aww. And I was like, oh. I do love, like, I love the sort of child 
like the friendship and stuff because like, I've had friends that I've had for ages who mm. were like my childhood mates and it just makes me think of like us all like hanging out and stuff and it's like oh yeah mm. I would love to find out who Stephen King's childhood friends were because I'd love to know me. who bullied Stephen King because he's yeah. got a real thing about bullies there's people who surrounded Stephen King in his childhood keep appearing was like Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all his books feature some sort of childhood at some Something. phase. Yeah. And I would really Definitely. love someone to like gather up his I would just want to know who bullied him. I'm like, who hurt you, Stephen? Who yeah. did this to you? Because he's got a real thing in his bonnet about it. They'd find whoever bullied him and the guy would be like, well, I was only messing around. Oh, they're probably like, I love Stephen King. I read all his books now. Yeah, he bullied me as a child, though, didn't you? You're the reason he wrote horror. I'd be like, you're the reason that I am rich, so... Uh, Bye. Thanks, I bet yeah. you're not rich. So then we cut to child Bev, and she's got her little poem. Your hair is winter fire, January embers, my heart burns there too. Oh, I love it, it's so cute. But the dad finds it. And he's not happy, and he's like, I worry about you, Bev. And he's he's creepy. Like, there's definite vibes in the book. It's in, it's kind of implied that maybe he's gearing up to possibly molest Ooh, her. no. When she's older, and that's her fear, because, like, the blood thing is her fear. Mm. So it's kind of her fear of becoming mature and of an age because oh. that it's te- it's fucking terrifying terrifying human like, monsters are this is the thing like all the stuff that happens to the kids in the book like the clown is incidental it's all the stuff mm. that's happening in their lives it's it's terrifying like yeah especially her and i was just fa- oh i feel oh. for it it's horrible yeah um and she she basically runs out of the house and you get these like really creepy vibes off the dad. I don't know if it's like, is a, I think a mum has died or something, but it's like almost like she's replacing the mum mm. in his mind because yeah. like, I'm sure in the book like he's like, you look just like her and oh, stuff. It's, it's weird. It's oh, weird. It's horrible. Yeah. It's really horrible. So she runs away and she comes across Ben and he's like, hi, uh... Do you want to go to the Barrens? That's where I'm on my way to now. So she's like, yeah, right, may as well do. It's either stay with creepy dad, mm. go to the Barrens, I'm going to go to the Barrens. So there she meets Eddie and Bill. And then she meets Richie and Stan who come. And it's little Seth, Seth Green. Green. Little Seth Green. He's never changed a bit, has no. he? He looks exactly the yeah. same. <laughs> Apart from... He's just... A bit older. He hasn't aged. He's just become a bit taller. A little bit. Yeah. Not a lot, because well, he is quite little. Well, I love but, little Seth Green. Yeah, he's he, great. He's one of these people who's got, like, a baby face forever. Yeah. Oh, I love Seth Green. I loved him in Buffy. Mm. Oz. So he's, he, yeah, he's, like, the wise cracking Richie, who's, like, always telling jokes and stuff. And then the Stan, who's a bit more, he's a little bit more reserved and quiet. So they all start to build this dam together and make a pool. And they're having a lovely time. She thinks that Bill wrote the note. So she's like, oh, yeah. I'm immediately in love with Bill because he wrote this note for me and it's really sweet. And they've had a really nice day. And she comes back. And she's getting ready for bed. And she starts to hear voices down the drain. And they're voices of all the people who've gone missing. I think they're included mm. in the books. Like the names of the people who've gone missing. 
And then the, she's hearing this, like, we all float down here and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, oh, that's really creepy. Then a balloon comes out of the plug. Uh, and then pops and bursts blood everywhere. Uh, everywhere. It's and then grim. She, she freaks out because she's like, ah! And then she's like, Dad! Because obviously, like, she yeah. doesn't know what to do. And he comes in and she's like... The the sink, the sink, but he can't see anything and he's like got his hand in it and stuff oh. and, and like he just can't see it and then he's like, What what's the matter? And she's like, I saw a big spider. Big spider it was. So she is switched on enough to realise that he can't see yeah, what's so she's going like, yeah, on. Yeah, I saw a massive yeah. spider and it freaked me out. And then uh, which is foreshadowing for later because wow. they will see one. Quite a big spider. She's absolutely terrified and then it cuts back to adult Bev and she's like, that was a horrible memory that I've just had. I definitely need to go. So then it cuts to New York. So we get it. It's basically each of the of the losers getting called mm. to get to Maine. And uh, Eddie's packing and he's like, I need to go away. The mum's asking who was on the phone. He's still living with his mum. And he's like, I've got to go back to Derry and... And he just basically leaves. And then I think he is sort of having a, a chat about... The, I think they've got like a limousine service or something. And, mm. and he's like, we've got enough drivers for this and that. And sort of checking. And his driver to the airport's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're covered. It's fine. Are you all right? We're a bit worried about you. And then it cuts to the kids at the cinema watching... I think they're watching like The Wolfman or something like that. And it ends up... Eddie accidentally knocks popcorn onto Henry's head. And then they're like, oh shit, no. oh, that's really bad, we shouldn't have done that. But then Richie adds a little bit of fuel to the fire and pours a drink on his head as well. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, it'll be fine. And then they, it basically cuts to them absolutely sprinting out of the cinema, like, we gotta go, we gotta get they out of here. Do. And then uh, they're like, we've got to go back to the Barons. I love this bit. They're like, we've got to go back to the Barons. Why? Are we men or mice? We're mice! <laughs> and I was like, yes, I love it. Um, and they're kind of looking at that creepy lake and there's like a sort of... It's not a house, but there's like a thing like round the corner it's, that you can get to. Like a, is it like a, it's like a water treatment turbine house or something? That's it, yeah, something like that. Um, but obviously in the, the film, yeah. it could be like... In the more creepy in than the book, that. it's a house mm. called Nebolt Street, Why? which they have in the the newer film. It's actually mm. like an old dilapidated house in Derry. Do you ever wonder how authors come up with the names of places? It's probably somewhere that's probably it's come a real across. street. Oh yeah, I bet oh, it is. Pretty much. I don't street. even think Stephen King writes fiction. I think he literally just copies stuff that happened in his childhood. It's all true. Main. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why they're all set in Maine because they're all true stories. Maine. <laughs> He's had a weird childhood. He had a difficult childhood. <laughs> he had a difficult childhood. A clown tried to kill him. A girl like set a school on yeah. fire with telekinetic powers. There was, there was a, a cemetery that brought people Cemet- back from cemetery. life. Vampires, I think. There was vampires in Salem's lot. Yeah, yeah there was that. There's... A bit later, he was obviously encountering a woman who took a took him a hostage a woman that took him hostage <laughs> yeah. yeah he was driving on snow it's because he's cause he's from maine he, he doesn't like driving in the snow 
and then that's how it happened. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, there's a, yeah. He's had a he's had an ad life. And The Shining's how it ended. He tried to stay in a hotel once, <laughs> yeah. and it was over with yeah. ghosts. Yeah, he was, was a horrible. janitor at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sorts. So, so Eddie Eddie gets home. This is child Eddie, and he's like, oh, "I've had the best summer ever. It's great." And like with his friends, and then the mum comes out, and she goes absolutely nuts, and she's like, "I don't want you to play with these kids." And he's like. But they're my friends. Like, I want to play with them. And she's like, no, no, you don't need friends. You've got your mum. And it's like, no, he needs friends. What are you doing? And she's very, like, anti-germs and won't mm. let him touch anything. Or this is why, he, basically, he's got, like, he's a bit of a hypochondriac. Uh, and it cuts to him at school at PE. And the the teacher's like, have you had a shower? He's like, yeah, 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 I've totally had a shower. And he's like, I don't think you have go and have a shower but he doesn't want to because of the germs of the other yeah. kids and stuff but he ends up going in by himself and he's having a shower and all the showers go on at once and i was like this scene looks just like nightmare on elm street too and i wonder if that's where they got it from yeah, maybe. you know when he's in the when he has to do laps and he has a shower i can't remember it looks just like it and the showers are kind of like trying to get him and he can't get out of this the kind of blocking his exit and stuff and then Pennywise comes up a drain, bears his horrible teeth, terrifies the little boy, and then it cuts to adult Eddie on a train. Like, oh, I remember that happened. That was horrible. That was horrible. That was the worst. I didn't like it. Then it cuts to a TV studio and we get Richie doing comedy. So he's an, he's a, mm. developed his comedic skills into a job. And the phone goes. And it's Mike. And he's like, I remember you. And then basically he's like, so uh, bosses at the TV, I need to go. I need a couple of days off. I've got things to do. And they're like, really? Like, I made a promise. I've got to go. And then uh, he remembers the werewolf from the film that they watched because that, that yeah. terrifies him. And I think that is in the book. That's the thing that scares him all the way through. Mm. And then I think it cuts to them as kids and it's Bill about to tell them about the weird photograph and what happened. But then... The police come and go mad about them making this dam because they're like, basically, you've ruined the sewage system of the town. <laughs> and they're like, whoops, sorry. I find then, it hard to believe that a town could have its sewage system ruined by children building a dam. Well, it is what? set in the 50s. What if there was a so beaver might be. that built a dam? They'd have to get rid of it they, to they build save the sewage. Like they build better dams lot. than humans. Yeah. So the policeman's like, there's been another murder... If you're going to come down here, please stay as a group. Don't come alone. Be safe, etc. Then it cuts to lunch at school. And Richie comes across Henry and he's like, did you pour that drink on my head at the cinema? And he's like, no. No. <laughs> I did not. I don't know what you mean. Uh, he throws, he throw, he basically throws his lunch at him and runs to get away from him. But then Henry slips and everyone laughs at him, <laughs> and he is fuming. Oh, well, taste of your own medicine. And then, and then they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then the the principal's really mad, and he's like, go get a mop and clean it up to Richie. So he goes to get one, but there's nobody about, and he's trying to find the janitor. But then he comes across this scary werewolf in the basement, and then it turns into Pennywise, and he runs out straight into the cafeteria, and he's like, there's a werewolf in the basement! <laughs> and everyone's like, you bellend. <laughs> no, there isn't. And they laugh at him, and he's like, oh. And then it cuts to adult Richie freaking out, and he's like, 
having like this memory of what has happened. So then we cut back to Mike at the library and he's looking at one of the photos that they took of the at the summer and he's like, we're, we're lucky that we weren't killed. It was a really nice summer or something. And I was like, it doesn't sound oh, like it was that sounds great. Sounds like a great summer. It sounds I think like a great in between time. the sort of horrible trauma, it was probably quite mm. good. Then we cut to young Mike reading a history of Derry um, as like a, a class project. And he's like, basically all these disasters happened, like the fire and, and etc. And then I think it cuts to him. I think he's just like going to a shop or something. And Henry and his goons harass him because they're really horribly racist and it's terrible. Yeah, they're racist. Oh, they're so horrible to him. And there's a shopkeep guy across the road and he shouts, so yeah. they run away. Those boys are horrible. They need... Why can't Pennywise terrorise the horrible people? I know, bite them or something. Yeah. So then... It cuts to the group, the group's all together, the Losers Club, and they're all discussing this clown, and it turns out that they've all seen him now. Mm. Apart from, I think, possibly Eddie hasn't seen him, and he basically is like, I refuse to believe this. This is just ridiculous. So then they're kind of saying that there's a monster loose in Derry, and it's this clown. And then... Mike runs towards the group. This is where, like, they meet the group. Mm. And Henry's following. And then we get the epic the, rock fight. The rock fight. This is a chapter in the book, and I think it's called the apocalyptic rock fight. <laughs> and that's basically how they make friends with Mike. Yeah. And it's kind of a... When when he joins, it's like something clicked into place. Clicked, and they're all together. They've got, like, all the different aspects of a group. They've got, like, the scholar... Mm. Who's Mike? The the Joker. Yeah. The the leader, the romantic. Yeah. Builder boy. Not that that's a, a specific. Type yeah, of no, person. yeah, that's true. Yeah. And girl. And girl. <laughs> girl who's got good aim. Mm. Luckily, they all need to have like. It's all a part yeah. To they, play. It's like they're all sort of destined yeah. to be together to fight this thing. It's great. So Henry's like, I'll leave you alone. For now, I just want him. And they're like, no, no, you can't have him. No. We're, we're sick of you. And they start throwing rocks. And then, so then obviously Henry and his goons start throwing rocks back and one hits Bev and she's like, ah, because like, she's a little girl. Yeah. And she's like, ow. Yeah. And then Ben gets really mad. So he attacks one of them. He's like, you hurt Bev. And defends her, which I thought was really yeah. sweet. And then basically... They fling rocks at them until they're like, yeah, we're going to run away. And then it leaves Henry's on his own. And then they're like, there's seven of us and one of you. I think we could probably take you, so what are you going to do? So then basically he leaves and says that he's going to kill them all later. Oh, well, I thought he was a tough guy. Yeah, he's running away. Mm. Mm, he's well, not a tough he's guy. It's just a cycle guy. of abuse that he has from his father that well, he's yeah, it inflicting is. on everyone mm. else. Because the adults in this are horrible. So then, basically, they decide that they're a club. He's like, uh, yeah, we're sort of a club. The Losers Club. And then they're like, do you want him, Mike? And he's like, yeah, all right yes. then. This sounds fun. And then he takes a photo of them all. And then it cuts to them looking through Mike's book of like old photos and history of Derry. For some reason, I really enjoy this bit. I don't know why I enjoy it. I remember I this bit the most when, yeah. when I was I don't know what it is about this little section. 
and he's he crops up in yeah they're looking at this old photo and and it's this old photo of like the old street of Derry or whatever and it comes to life and uh, you see Pennywise and they're like oh 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 no he's in here and he's like uh, he's like doing backflips and stuff and mm. he's like hopping round and he's that's like that's not Tim Curry I'm gonna kill you all but first I'm going to drive you crazy and then I'm going to kill you and it's going to be hilarious and you're going to love it and they're like, we're not going to love it, we don't want this and then he basically like gets closer and closer to the photo and then he's like right in the face and then like reaches the hand out Ugh. and then they're like, nope, shut the book and then I think that, I th- oh, it's Sta- Stan's not seen anything up until this point this and he's like... Okay. Why did I have to see it? I wasn't involved <laughs> until I saw it. And he's like, you've seen it now. And they're like, what are we going to do? The adults can't see it. What are we going to do? How are we going to kind of kill it? And then Bill kind of goes on this thing and he's like, you killed my brother, you bastard. I'm going to kill you. And then he's like, I need people to help me. And then they all kind of go to hug him and he's like, I can feel that it's scared of us as a group. Yeah. And it, and it you know, it's... I think they can defeat it as a group. Yeah. So then adult Mike wakes up and he sees muddy footprints and a balloon. And then he's like, oh, I'm in this balloon. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, balloons have never been so terrifying. I wonder at what point the clown motif was settled on by Pennywise. Well, I think he uses it because it's a way to get children in. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, friendly clown, but actually. I so, think it's kind of a, it can take any form, yeah, but that's the form that he's kind chosen. of settled on because it's kind of worked. Yeah. I wonder if he, at like some point, Pennywise must have met a clown to have taken like, the clown's like you. style. Yeah. Do you think, I bet the clown that like, he met was a really horrible person and he was like, that is what I want to be. That's the aura that I want to go for. <laughs> that is exactly the look I'd um, be looking for. I think, yeah, I feel like in the... In the Court new jester one, he, before that or something. In the new one, like his his look is very old fashioned, mm. so it's like he chose that a long time ago, yeah. and he's just kept with it because it works. And it's kind of that thing of maybe like some children are afraid of clowns, but some children would be drawn to one as well. Yeah. So it's kind of that in between of both that you can get. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it I seems think, to it's working yeah, for him. So. It certainly works. I mean, Stephen King, I f- imagine, recognises that. I wonder if Stephen aura. King doesn't like clowns. I don't Maybe. like clowns. There was a robot They're in happy. Japan. It's weird. And um, I saw it in the telly once. So they, this guy had designed this this robot that was meant to like serve drinks or something. I can't remember. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I was concerned that people might find it a little bit creepy because it didn't really have any features like face facial features or anything." So he was like, "So." I've Dressed it as a clown. Because that'll help. And it was ten times worse. Yep. Yeah. I don't get it. Some people like clowns. I find them disturbing and weird. I just think we could do Apart better. Apart from Pira. Pira's alright. He's like a mime clown. Mm. I used to have a Pira pillowcase. I feel like right. we could design... So say if, if you wanted to be a children's entertainer and you wanted like a, an outfit and a look, mm. you can't really be a clown because... People just think they're creepy. I mean, we're in a world post John Wayne Gacy, so no one can ever be a clown ever again. I don't even want to know. He was a serial killer, Mm. but he used to also be a children's entertainer Mm. who dressed up as a clown. 
Ugh, the worst. Anyways. Anyway, so we cut to Atlanta, Georgia, and it's Stan and his wife. And they're really happy, and they're having a lovely evening in. And then the phone rings, and Mike fucks his shit up and says, Hi, it's me. It's come back. And he's like, Yep, cool. All right, then. And he's like, I can't promise, but I will consider your offer. Goodbye. And he looks really freaked out. Mm. And then he's like, he sort of stood by the phone and the wife's like, oh, who was that? And he's like, ah, it was nobody. I'm going to take a bath. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then it cuts to young Stan, who's trying to aim a slingshot. Because they're seeing who is the best shoot at this and it turns out it's Bev. Bev. So Bev's she, been practicing. Bev's good. So she gets the silver earrings and like we're gonna fire these at the clown and hopefully it'll kill it. Because I feel like that's like a child thing because they've seen this werewolf film and they're like that'll do. Yes. Yeah. So they go to this creepy area by the lake. Stan doesn't really want to go, but he ends up going in. And they all use Eddie's inhaler before they go in. And I was like, <laughs> don't use it up if he has an asthma attack be terrible. Uh, Henry Bowers sees them go in there, so he follows them mm. in with his goons. And they find this pipe that just leads downwards and they're like, I'm fairly certain he's down there. So that's where we're going. And Henry follows them. They get further and further down this pipe and they find a pom-pom, an ominous, uh, an ominous, ominous pom-pom. pom-pom. And they're like, right, stay together. And then... It cuts back to Henry and his goons and Patrick gets got by it and the deadlights. Yeah. So like when he when he's gonna kill you, he like flashes his lights at you and basically hypnotizes you and that's it. The kids are still going through these tunnels. Henry and Belch manage to grab Stan because he is at the back, I think, so they grab him. And the rest get to its lair and they're like, Where's Stan? Meanwhile Stan's getting threatened by a knife by Henry. But then you see all these lights coming through this pipe and it's obviously mm. it. And uh, Belch gets taken and he gets like sucked through this pipe really slowly. It's really oh, weird. It's, it's like oh. sucked through his pipe. Um, Stan manages to escape because Henry's kind of watching this unfold. His hair goes white because of the fear, I'm guessing. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's horrible. And he man- Stan manages to catch up to the rest of the losers and he's like it's coming it's on his way i've seen it bad and then you see this like massive blinding light which is the dead light and then smoke starts to fill this room that they're in so they're like hold hands do not let go because we don't want to be separated and they're all like are you here are you here mike yeah are you here etc and then i think bill hears george's voice and he's like, that isn't Georgie. That definitely isn't Georgie. Bev starts hearing a dad. So mm. she's like freaked out. Uh, Richie gets a little wolf hand on his shoulder. <laughs> and he's like, oh no. And he's like, there's nothing there. Because werewolves aren't real. I'm not having this right now. And then I think like he, he ends up letting go. And then it cuts to Stan. And they're like, are you there, Stan? And he's like, yeah. And then he realises that he's holding Pennywise's hand. Ooh, and he's like, worst. <laughs> So then basically he just picks him up and he's like, be afraid, little child. And he's like, oh, God. 
And then and then he's basically saying, You can't kill me. What are you what are you gonna do? And he's like, I am what is it? I'm the eater of worlds and children, like 'cause he's I think he's an alien. I think um, it's yeah, I I'm not familiar with the myth He comes on a, Ology. I think he's a um, yeah. I think he is an alien, and he's kind of come from another area. And I feel like in the Dark Castle series, yeah, it's in there. It's explored more, but I've not read them, so I'm not actually sure. There's something about there's a lot about turtles as well in the book. It's very strange. Who is there? Like the the turtle. There's like a big turtle. (laughs) I don't know. It's a big turtle who's like the opposite of of. Of the clown who's kind of like oh. the good in, and I don't know if he's like a guardian of of worlds or something. I don't. I know. hope so. It's very strange because if I you like notice turtles. in the new one, there's turtles all over, all through. Oh, I didn't notice. There's like a little turtle on like George's side yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because but it's a um, real big thing in the book. Humans need to protect turtles. I do in, like turtles. Like, a, a, but like a turtle protecting humans, and humans in the real world Have should be protect protecting turtles. turtles. Well, maybe that's why, because one day they will protect you back from scary clowns. Maybe a surviving turtle is just that tough, because all other little baby turtles. Because they have loads of eggs in it and they have to yeah. try and make it to the, into the surf. And oh, I hate things. it. I hate it's it. It's heartbreaking. Harrowing. It? But the, the ones that survive are like, nothing can be Oh, beat me this now. clown. Yeah, exactly. So. He's grabbed, he's grabbed Stan, but Eddie squirts him with his inhaler and said it's battery acid. And he's like, ah, my face. <laughs> and then Bev shoots him and he kind of just pops down a drain because he's like, oh, oh no. And then he tries to he tries to grab Bill and take him with him. But then he's got like a sort of tentacle hand. It's not an actual human hand anymore. And then he manages to... They they sort of pull him away and he and he pops down this drain and then they're like yeah he's totally dead right yeah he's fine and they're like I don't think he is dead and they're like no no he dead. is he's fine and then they kind of make their pact of if it isn't dead we'll come back and they all swear and then it cuts back to Stan's house. The thing is though, like if he can take any form, of course he's not dead. Also, he was very much alive when he went down that pipe. Yeah. But I feel like I'd be like, I'm not following him down that pipe. I'm <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> I'd be contacting the sewer people and be like... They were ki- they were little kids, so they're like, yeah, he's totally yeah. dead, he's fine. Mm. That, yeah, that's well, yeah, I mean, that's, it is the story. It's a different it? view of chil- a children's view, yeah. isn't it? And then we cut back to Stan's house, and the wife goes to the bathroom because she's not heard anything for a while, and there's no answer. She ends up going in, and Stan has cut his wrists oh, in the bath. It's horrible. And he's written it on the wall. Oh. oh. And that's the end of the first half of the film. And I was like, well, that's oh. a downer end, isn't it? But I think... Horrible. I feel like that starts... I'm sure that happens, like, really near the beginning in the book. Because mm. he's one of the first people that know. he calls. And I might yeah. read the book, but I don't know if I will. I listened to it on audible oh. and it was read by Stephen weber and i really enjoyed it because he did you know did he do re- all the voices he did voices and stuff <laughs> yeah i loved it and i was like this is basically like the adult's equivalent of a bedtime, a bedtime story, story. I was like, he's doing the voices <laughs> i love it i like Stephen weber he's great i feel like it's a really interesting book because it does sort of especially Watching it as a child and then watching it as an adult because when you're a child, 
You're like, God, that clown is terrifying. That clown is terrifying. It's terrifying. But then when you watch it again, you're like, oh no, like, the, the relationships and the... real. But that's how it is. Like, when when you... When you're older, like, you, your perspective changes. Yeah. Like, if there were a bunch of adults that had come across this first, they'd have just been like, what is going on? Like, I've got far scarier shit going on in yeah. my life. And I think the thing... With Bev in the book, she's never, ever scared of that clown. Mm. She's the only one who's not scared of that clown. Yeah. Because basically, she's like, I've got scary shit to deal with at home. Yeah. You are nothing to me. I've, you know, I don't I don't have... That's not an issue. Well, the clown, um, like Pennywise, is trying to make people scared mm-hmm. by manipulating them. Yeah. Whereas <clears throat> the family relationships that they have, or Henry, like, yeah. attacking them is... Someone yeah. literally trying to, to not like scare them, but they're literally that bad that they are terrifying. Yeah, because if like, you know he someone's trying to, kill to scare them. you, he, he doesn't want to scare. He wants to kill them. Yeah, and he's a little. He's essentially a child himself yeah. as well. It's terrifying. But anyway, it's just so wants to scare them, and once you know that, yeah, he is just a clown. Whereas these adults it's really in people's eyes um, that... actually just don't yeah. care, and they just. Don't care how anyone. A lot of it, yeah. A lot of the book, I feel like, is kind of the nature of people as well, Mm. and how people can be terrifying, and they certainly can. And like, and how how you do view things in your childhood versus Mm. your adulthood, and it's I find it really, really interesting. Both films, thank God, left out the controversial scene. There is a controversial scene Mm. where after they defeat Pennywise as children. Yeah. They're in the sewers and they get lost and they can't get out and everything's kind of unravelling and for some reason Bev decides to sleep with all the boys. That's weird. It's kind of a... I think it's a way to sort of unify them all Mm, so then they can make their way out of... Bonfire or something. It's yeah. It's basic. It basically means that they can get out of this maze of of tunnels. Yeah. But yeah, they they kept that out. Thank God. That's well. How old are they? They're not very old. Well, that's I think not they're probably right. Like they're... Twelve, thirteen. That's not right. You need to be at least sixteen. It's really strange. Yeah. That's weird. I'm surprised that that was allowed to be published. I'm surprised Stephen King included it. But. There is it. There is a, like I get the point of it, but it's it mm. is a bit weird. She could have kissed them, but even then she that's a bit weird. She could have kissed one of them. Yeah, but it was kind of it's more to solidify the bond between them. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. I feel like in the end, the end of the film, they all make like a blood yeah. pact, and I think that's kind of the equivalent. Yeah, that's um, a bit weird of Stephen King. But yeah, it's it? really it's really odd. So yeah, just be warned if you read it. That's. Well, I might not read. I wasn't ever going to read it anyway. I was never going <laughs> to read it. I yeah, I listened to the audiobook. It was forty-four hours long. Wow! But it is good. That's a week's work for Stephen Webber. It's a lot of reading for mm. Stephen. Yeah, I might did, listen to it again. Actually, did he imagine Stephen Webber like describe reading a sex scene to you? It's weird. That's weird. Uh, imagine having Stephen Webber read a child orgy scene to you. Yeah, it's That's weird. That's weird, but it's happened to you. It's happened to me and it was weird. And I was like, and I was at work as well and I was like, this is weird. This is weird. I don't know how I feel about this. So, yeah, so that's the end of the first 
film and then you turn the disc over yeah, turn and it it's over. the second half. Obviously when I played this DVD I put it in upside down so started with the second half Gosh, and after five minutes had to um, <laughs> figure out what I'd done. <laughs> Amazing. Bill arrives at Derry in the, in the second half and he visits George's grave and Pennywise appears to him and he says that there's seven graves but one's been taken. Mm. Which he doesn't understand yeah. his stan at the moment. And he's like, we'll beat you once, we'll beat you again. And also, I'm an adult now, so you're just a ridiculous clown, so whatever. So he goes to the library and he sees all of his novels there. There's yeah. always a writer as there's well. There's always in, a, a writer who's very successful. Yeah, I feel like... In the, I don't think it's as much in this one, but they they're always like, yeah, you're a really good writer, but your endings are really bad because mm. like people do say that about Stephen King books a lot, like the endings are very good. Um, he should he, just come up with the ending first. He meets yeah, work <laughs> Ask me back. for an ending. Um, he meets Mike and they say hi, and and he's like, I don't really remember much. Um, Mike says he never left, so remember it remembers it all. Also, another thing, Mike was the dad and sister sister. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, <gasps> the dad and sister sister is in this film. I used to really like watching that. Yeah, he was a dad. It was because he ran a limousine business in Chicago or something, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't someone in this one a limousine yeah. business? <laughs> yeah, That's I know. Weird. But I was like, oh my god. Where was it? So is cool. it Tia and Tamara? Tia and Tamara. Mary. Yeah. Where are, why aren't they in this? Well, just to make it a bit cooler. Had no, cl- had no clowns to fight. Oh yeah, they had a they had a great childhood. <laughs> they had they a didn't need a childhood. horror story. Yeah. <laughs> so he's saying that he never left Derry, so he remembers everything, and 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 Bill's kind of saying his memory is returning. And he's like, I remember this part of town. This was poor town. And then Mike basically goes into his house and he's like, whoops, sorry. And he's like, well, it's clean and paid for. I don't need anything else. Well, yeah. So then Mike shows Bill Silver his bike, which he found in a shop. And he was like, the weird thing is that I bought a repair kit before I got the bike. And he's like, it's like I kind of had this feeling that I had to buy it. And then... Bill gets this memory of riding away from something, um, like, really fast and mm. being quite scared. Then it cuts to Richie. He's arrived back, and, and he's like, oh, the cinema's shut down. And then he sees uh, R.I.P. Richie on the board of the mm. cinema thing, and he's like, ugh. And he waits at the library for Mike, and you can see he's kind of on edge being there. He's like, mm. I don't really want to be here. And then you hear this beep, beep, Richie. And then there's just loads of balloons. I think some of them burst with blood onto people, but oh, obviously they don't realise. And he's like, oh. And then the clown's like, you're too old, just give up and go home and, you know, it'll all be fine. Just He's trying to put them off, basically. And then uh, and he's like, uh, if you see Mike, tell him you'll see him tonight. And then just runs away. It cuts to Bill fixing the bike at Mike's house and they take a ride on it. They have a great time. He's got excellent bike skills. He's like leaning on the thing. And I was like, God, I can barely ride a bike. That's embarrassing. Riding a bicycle over a seesaw. That's a feat. Riding it with your feet feet on the handlebars. Yeah. Honestly. I was like, John Boy's got bike skills. (laughs) Um, And it's like 
they're kind of being kids again and actually having fun and having a nice time. Mm. And then they get some cards to make the clicky, clacky noise of the oh, wheels. Yeah. But then they see that there's the clown all over them oh. and they're like, oh no, this is oh, not no. good. There's clowns everywhere. Ugh. What is his... I don't understand if you've got all this power to appear and take any form and yet you... I mean, obviously it's probably explained in the book, but would you not do something a bit more than live in Derry and eat children every 27 years? I feel like... There's almost like an unspoken pact between him and the town where he comes every 27 and years. And no one sees him. Takes some people and then goes about his business and leaves everyone alone. Like you could So it's like a it's like a sort of yeah. symbiote. It's almost like I feel like the town is almost founded around him mm. and it's kind of That's where he's settled. Yeah, and that's where that's just where he's at. And it's like working in a town mm. or living in a town that's got like a massive chemical factory that pollutes the area because it provides jobs. They keep it. Kind of, yeah. But a bit, obviously a bit more sinister. Kind of, but then but then it's kind of, you know, it's like a sort of unspoken sort of rule, you know, you'll take some people every mm. 27 years, we'll turn a blind eye and that's how it'll go. We won't say anything. But it's kind of their... Keeping themselves safe as well. Mm. It's yeah, it's really strange. Ben Ben gets back to Derry and he pulls over at the bridge where he got attacked by Henry, and he ends up going to the Barons, and he sees himself running from Henry Bowers as a child, but then he sees that there's another sort of little chubby boy getting bullied, and he's like, "Well, nothing's changed here then, clearly." And he gives him a a hanky to fix his hurt knee. And he's Aww. like, it'll be all right. You'll you'll grow into your looks, don't worry. <laughs> you'll never long bottom. Don't worry, it'll be fine. And then he sees the uh, skeleton of his dad on the lake again. And then a homeless man scares the shit out of him because <laughs> he just appears behind him. And like, so he goes back to his cab and he sees Pennywise on the road and then turns next to him and there's a big balloon in the cab and it says turn around. Or turn back now, basically. He's trying to get him to leave because he knows that... Trying to get because he they're threatening him. He knows. He mm. feels threatened, you see. Eddie gets back to the pharmacy um, and it and it cuts back to him as a child and he finds out that his inhaler is water, but he refuses to believe it and he's like, I have asthma. How dare you <laughs> say such things and, and all this kind of stuff. And then it cuts back to him as an adult and he sees the old pharmacist who's sort of babbling about licorice and he's, he's kind of very old and he's not really making sense and he's like, do you remember me? Um, and he's like, thanks for telling me the truth. And then he says, he's sort of babbling away, but then he says, eye drops. And he's like, what? And he's like, the eye drops, they're only water, H2O, that's what they are. And then he's, and then he's like, get out of Derry. And he's like, oh, all right, okay then. Then it cuts to Bev at her old house and and it says Marsh on the doorbell Mm. and she rings it and a woman comes and she's like, I'm looking for Alvin. And then she's like, oh, Alvin Marsh. And she's like, oh, you must be his daughter. And she's like, I'm really sorry, but he passed away five years ago. I'm Mrs. Kirsch. And then she looks at the door and it says Kirsch and she's like, I must have Mm. read that wrong, sorry. So she's like, yeah, yeah, come in for tea and... Have a look round my house. And I'd be like... I'd have just been like, yeah, sorry, don't live here. And... But she goes in. 
She goes into. Sorry, he doesn't live here. Shut the door. I would, uh, but I wouldn't invite someone to look around their old house. It's weird. But then I don't know how there's I sinister about that situation. There's sinister connotations in there. So she goes into this bathroom to have a look around, and then uh, she goes to have tea with this woman, Mrs. Kirsch, who she's never met ever. Weird. Uh, and she sees that there's blood in a cup, yeah. and she's like, "Whoa!" And then basically, she sees that Mrs. Kirsch is actually Pennywise. Well, you could tell from the teeth and then the feet. Yeah, so then she hoofs it out of the house. She nearly gets run over and then turns around to look at the house and it's completely derelict, but it didn't look like that when she went in. Mm. Yeah, and there's a balloon floating. Then it cuts to Audra at home worrying about Bill because he's been sort of acting very strange and she's um, she's on a film set and they're basically like... You can't leave because I can't replace you because you're the actress. Like, I can replace him, it's fine. But then she's like, no, I've got to go. <laughs> got to go, bye. She's like, I've got to support my husband. That's nice of her. It is, isn't it? Mm. So then we get the we get the Chinese dinner scene. Yay! Oh, I love the Where Chinese scene. Where they all meet scene. up. I yeah. love it. And they're all, they all go in. Richie hides in the bathroom and then he's like, get a grip. And then, like, he comes out and he's immediately on, like, you yeah. know, like comedian, laughy joking stuff. Bev comes in and just faints because yeah. <laughs> it's too much for her. And then she recovers and she's like, what are we getting ourselves into? What is going on? She sees Bill and just kisses him on the mouth, which is a bit weird. And then they're like, so we've all seen him then. And they're like, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah he's been here. He's, he's been, alive and well. He's alive and kicking, definitely not dead. Uh, Eddie remembers and has a little cry because he's just like, this is horrible, what are we doing? <laughs> then they're trying to figure out where Stan is and they're like, oh, he's probably just running late. And then they're like, we'll just catch up. And then you get this kind of meal and catch up montage. And I was like, oh, I love it, it's so nice. It's like old friends reuniting. Mm. Then we find out that Henry Bowers has been committed to Juniper Hills where we cut to him as old Henry Bowers. He's so much older but he was meant to be older than the kids because he was held he back in the like school. He looks like he's like 62. Yeah. He was meant to be like a lot older than the kids. Oh. Because he was held back in school because he was a bad kid. Well, if he's getting so, held back, he needs to stop bullying and start so, studying. Get his de- degree. <laughs> anyway. So uh, Pennywise starts chatting to him and he's like, you helped me once, finish the job, go to Derry and kill all them kids. But they're adults now, obviously, and... And he's like, yeah, right, that's a good idea. Could Pennywise do it himself? I mean, I know it's a film and stuff, but Pennywise... He probably could have killed them a long yeah. time ago, but anyway. he likes to just mess with people. Yeah, he likes he? to mess with people. He this likes is a good his way fun. of scaring them. He likes his mm. fun. So then it cuts to the fortune cookies. And... Uh, they, oh, they rave out for some reason. Out of Rich- everything that happens, Cheese. these creep me out almost the worst. I don't yeah. know what it is. Richie's like, well, I've had a nice dinner... Uh, it was nice to see y'all. I'm gonna go, and they're like, "What?" And then he's like, "And then Mike's like, I've paid for the Chinese. There's no expectations. I just wanted to meet you all and stuff, blah blah." And then obviously all these like bugs and eyes and yeah. a baby bird comes out of these fortune cookies. It's horrible. And then they're all kind of like, "I think we need to leave. We need to leave." So they all go to the library, and then they try to call Stan and. Then you get the 
the sort of flashback of Bev cleaning her bathroom after the blood mm. thing. And Richie's kind of joking around, adult Rich. It cuts back to, like, the adult, and he's joking around and stuff. And then Mike looks really upset and shocked, and they're like, Stan is dead. He committed suicide. And then they sort of say he was the last one to see it that summer. It wasn't real until that afternoon. And then it, I think he was bird watching or something they said and he and he went to he ended up going into this house because a voice sort of whispered to him but he liked to have a rational explanation so Mm. he was like i'll go investigate and see and then he sort of saw i think he saw like a mummy and oh and then he said they got him in the sewer and he saw what was behind the clown as well because like he looked into Mm. the deadlights and and i think he says that he saw the deadlights, he looked into it and he wanted to be in there or something. And I was like, oh, that's really horrible. Mm. And then they decide that they all need a drink. <laughs> so they open the fridge in the library and all these balloons come out and Stan's head's in the fridge. Oh, why? And then he's like, oh, well, you're all here then. And he's, all, he's really salty to everybody. He's this head, this head of Stan. He's like, well. And basically he's like, yeah, I'm in the deadlights. We all float down here. It's great. Maybe you'll join us in a bit. Maybe they won't. And then the, the basically there's like it all starts like raining and windy in the library and it all gets like messed up. They all hold hands till it goes away. And then one of the typewriters starts typing and it's this it's the he thrusts his fist against the post. He, I thought you were talking about Heathrow he Airport used, then for a minute cuz no. Of, the way he, he uses that sentence. He uses this like little mantra thing which he used to say as a kid to stop him from stuttering. There's like a full oh. there's a full thing in in the book, but I can't remember it all. But it says basically I used to use it to stop my stutter. It's not working right now. And then he just starts laughing. It's like it's not working. It's getting worse if anything. And then uh, it cuts back to Henry and Belch appears and he's like, I'll help you. I'll help you get out. Uh, I've got a present for you. Here's your old knife back. And he's like, oh, thanks, Belch. That's great. Thanks. So he basically just walks out to leave. And walks out of psychiatric hospital. Walks out to leave. He sees... I think the orderly sort of comes and he's like, where do you think you're going? You're not going anywhere. But then he gets attacked by Henry because he Mm. knifes him. And then it cuts back to the hotel and they're all kind of saying... I think I'm going to leave. I don't really want to stay. And then Eddie's kind of uses it, using it as, uh, bleh, can't speak, using his inhaler. And he's like, I know it's water, but I need it. It's like a psychological thing. Mm. Um, and he says that 30 years ago, there was all these disappearances. And then there's, there's these like 30 year increments. It's 27 in the book, not 30. But I, I think they changed it. I think they changed it to make it 1990. Oh. I think that's why. And they're, they're basically like, Derry's got this terrible history of disasters, but nobody wants to know about it. And then I think a few of them have said, yeah, I've had run-ins with people and, and like the adults never did anything. They just turned and walked away yeah. like when Henry was harassing us and all this kind of stuff. And 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 he's sort of saying there's something about us all being together that that is significant and it's like did you not think how none of us have ever had children how we were all successful and how you know it, it kind of encouraged you not to come back yeah and they were like 
Huh. Oh, wow. Apart from poor old Mike, who got the shit yeah. end of the stick, who had to stay, stay and work in the library. Stay and work in the library. Do you think someone would be like, well, I, I earned my career myself. Or well, actually, you didn't. A clown gave you a career so you wouldn't return to defeat it. Yeah. But it's all that kind of... Yeah, yeah it's, it's like weird. it all fits in place, doesn't it? So, Audra's on her way to Derry, and she crosses the bridge at the Barrens, and she sees Pennywise... And the deadlights come out. Mm. So then you're like, uh-oh, oh, no. that's not good for her. And then Ben Ben's kind of talking about how... Basically how he got thin. He ran in it a lot of times. A coach was mean to him. They decided to prove him wrong because they were like, you'll never run, you'll never run track, you'll be really bad. And then uh, he, he ran loads and trained, ate loads of salads, lost 70 pounds, went for track and won and became very good at it. So I was like, good for you. I like things like that, shoving mm. it in people's face. So Rich is still out. He's like, I'm going to go. And then Bev's kind of saying, we've sorted it once. It was like when I cleaned that bathroom. And then it kind of cuts back to that time where she she basically takes them into a house for them to look at it because mm. she thinks that she's losing her mind. And then they're like, what has happened in here is terrible. And then she's like, you can see it as well. And they're like, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. What's going on? So they help her clean up. And then she says it never came back after that because maybe they did it as a group. I don't know. Well, they do have power as a group. And then they they decide, that they're sort of chatting as adults and they're like, I feel like we need a break. We're just going to go upstairs, freshen up. Ben gets a shawl for Bev. Mike ends up getting attacked by Henry Bowers in his room and he gets stabbed Oh, Mike. I know, poor Mike. And uh, Bev talks to Ben about the poem. And then she was like, it was you. And he was like, it was me. I thought you thought it was Bill. And she was like, no, I always knew it was you. But I was like, you didn't know because you thought it was Bill. You definitely did. Mm. And they have a little kiss. In the book, she and Bill sleep with each other. Oh. Mm. And I was like, well, that's not fair on Audra, is it? So then... uh, Eddie and Ben hear the sort of kerfuffle that's going on with Mike and they manage to get Henry off him and stab him and then he dies. They take Mike to the hospital and basically just commit a murder and leave. Yeah. (laughs) There's no like, there's no like anything. They're just like, do not disturb. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Turn a blind eye, it's fine. It's terrible. So then Bev's like, oh, this is terrible. What are we going to do? And then she's like, why is it so mean? <laughs> why? This has been my question. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. <laughs> and, then, and then she tells Ben that basically she was seeing a man who was just like her dad and she was like, how messed up is that? Mm. But then that is a thing, like people who are in that pattern yeah. Do, yeah. do go for people like that. It's, it's such a shame. And then she's like... She she's sort of she's really upset and he's sort of saying, Well, you fell in love with somebody, that's something at least, I guess. You've got to put a positive mm. spin on it, you know. And then she's like, You've got the heart of a poet and they have a kiss again and then Eddie interrupts them and he's like, Mike's okay by the way, if you'd finish your necking outside <laughs> Bill goes in to see him and they're like, Henry's dead. If anyone asks, you fell down, you fell down hard. Yep. No one else nope. So then he's like, look in my jacket pocket. And then they're like, why, Mike? And it's the silver earrings from 
when they were kids and he's like, did you go back in there to get them? And he's like, yep, you yep. did. Thought I might need them one day. You never Dug know. It's a good job I didn't have to look after them. I'd lose earrings constantly. Oh, I'd have lost them. I, yeah. To be honest, I'd have been like... I wouldn't have returned to Derry. Maybe I'd just buy some more silver earrings because mm. I ain't going down to get those ones. For sure. So then they kind of saying... They, they come to this conclusion that basically the whole town's kind of implicit in this whole mm. thing, like, without them probably even realising it. Yeah. So then they kind of set this... They put the TV on um, and then they see that a child's missing and they're like, oh, it's happening again. So then they kind of rush off and Bill hears a piano and he's like, I remember this. Like, I remember my mum playing this when I was little. And then they're, they're all kind of like, I think we're going to leave. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And Bill's like, no, I can't. I've got to stay. I need to see this through. And he's like, I've been scared all my life. I'm going to kill it. And then it kind of switches to when he was like, help me as a boy. So then they decide that they are going to help him and they can't all just leave and they've got a duty to yeah. see it through. They're there now. They yeah, may as well. they're together as a team. Yeah. So then they pull up to the Barons and Richie's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, did anyone bring a machine gun? Did anyone bring anything of Did use? anyone think to get like a, a license to carry oh, I'd some have sort of ammoed up big time? I'd have been weapon. like freaking Rambo in it up. <laughs> I'd be like, what Bandoliers. Are they Bandoliers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything. I'd be like, yeah, right, let's do this. Right. I used to think people, and this is when I was a child, obviously, that people put Brazil nuts in those because. I wasn't. I mean, I d- you could. <laughs> I mean, you could. Cause I didn't understand bullet when I was young. I thought it was just part of someone's costume yeah. in films. I didn't understand. I that just they were, thought like, they did it to look fancy. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be definitely, I'd be like, you know, knife in my boot, mm. gun in my boot, gun, gun, and then one under your hat. One they always have a hat. little last gun under their yeah. hat. Don't I'd, they? Oh, I'd have everything mm. just in case. So they end up climbing down to this lair. And Bill finds Audra's purse, so he's like, oh no, oh no, Audra's here. And he's like, oh, it's my fault, and, and she's come to find me, and now she might get killed and eaten by a clown, it's terrible. So then he sees George's boat that floats towards him, and Georgie appears, and he's like, it's your fault, it's your fault, I'm dead, you let me go out there. Yeah. And it's basically the fear of him feeling responsible for George's death, and he's like, it isn't my fault, you aren't Georgie. Show yourself. Absolutely. And then he's like, you won't see me. You'll either leave or lose your mind in the deadlights. So then they're kind of saying, well, it's his time to feed, so he needs to take on a physical form. So Mm. that physical form we can probably fuck up. Yeah. So let's do that. So they follow the boat to a door, and there's all bones around it. It's really ominous. And uh, And then Eddie, for some reason, I feel like he's like... I'm going to die, so I need to confess. And he's like, I'm a virgin. And then they're like, okay, thanks for telling us that. And he's like, I just needed to tell you. I've never loved anyone except you guys. And they're like, oh, that's very sweet. Bless you. So they go in and there's like webs with people in them, like really high up. And Audra's there. And then a big spider comes out because that's his. It's in the book. It's, I think it says that. His form is kind of incomprehensible, but what you would imagine in your mind is a spider. Because that's the only thing that you can oh. kind of 
that's the only thing that you can kind of wrap your head around yeah. that it would be. So when you see so he's pictures not actually of a spider. like deep sea fish, yeah, and you're like, I just don't think they're real, but they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so he's not actually a spider, but that's the but closest thing that your mind can imagine that has legs. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So sort of it clicky clackies in. It's a big spider. It's a massive spider, and uh, Bev shoots it and misses it. And then hits it again. How can you miss a massive spider when you're a crack shot? Well, (laughs) if you'd had a gun, you'd have done better. Second hits, it does nothing. And then the deadlights come. And then they all get caught in it. And Eddie's like, I don't believe in you. And it picks him up and is like, you will believe in me. And he's like, no. And then uh, Bev... Bev sort of has to scurry to find the earring that she missed it with and she fires again into its chest and it kind of, the lights come off and it kind of gets hurt a little mm. bit and uh, and Eddie drops but he dies because I, th- I think he like slashes him or yeah. something. The rest go to finish it off and they start just kicking the shit out of this spider <laughs> and they rip it to shreds and then pull out the heart. So then, I mean, I know uh, he's, he's definitely awful, dead. But it's quite violent, it isn't is. it? By this point, I feel like they're done with this shit, they're and they're done, just like, "I'm yeah. going to kill this clown." So the bodies come down, but Audra is absolutely catatonic because she's been in the deadlights, so mm. there's like nothing. And then they they all sort of hug outside and they're like, "We did it, yeah!" And then it cuts to Mike, the last entry before the memories go. Nightmare is over. The police have wrapped it up. I may move on. I can leave now, so I'm free to do what I want. Bev and Ben are married, and they're having a baby. So the curse is broken now, so they're having children. Bill and Audra are still here, and her condition is no better, but they are leaving. And uh, I think Richie's going to be in a movie. Excellent. Um, So they're all all doing okay. Like, they're doing good. It's okay, but it's not false okay. Yeah, they're doing good. He's going to get Audra into a taxi, I think. But then he sees Silver and he's like, it saved me once, maybe it can help you. So he basically puts her on the bike and he's like, I I saved Stan with this bike once. And basically they cycle at full pelt down this hill (laughs) through traffic. It's very dangerous. (laughs) And she comes to and she's like, what the hell are you doing? That's the worst place to come to from a coma. (laughs) Yeah, you're bald through a... Intersection. Yeah, she's like, "What is happening? Why is cars coming towards us?" That's worse than uh, all the terrifying events of the film. Yeah, and then and then she's fine and it's great and it's all very happy, but then it cuts to Pennywise laughing, and then it ends. Bean. Yeah, I liked it, but I do have to say I like the remake better. I find the remake a lot more effective and scary. I found the remake more scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't dislike this one because I enjoyed the kind of 90s-ness of yeah, it. Yeah, um, I like the nostalgia of yeah. it. I'd give it a three. Gore, probably a two, and humour, probably a two, because there are some funny bits in it. I love Tim Curry. I can't... I, I mean, like The modern Tim one Curry. was good, but Tim Curry's just scary. He's just an actor who can scare you. Tim Tim Curry always used to scare me and, and upset me, but then I realised that he was Frank Inferter in the Rocky Horror, mm. so I was like, phew, he's <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. I think I think it does get a nostalgia bump, but I feel 
feel like the new one is maybe a little bit more... It's a bit more slick, isn't slick it? Slick and a bit more close to the book as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think this is definitely a watch first. Mm. Yeah. So I won't say next week because we're going to do these in two lots, but the next film we're covering is Heathers. Ooh. I've seen Heathers. I've, I've seen Heathers. I've seen That's it. two films that you've seen. Mm, I've seen two films in a row. So, uh, so yeah, watch Heathers and stay safe, everybody. Bye. Presented by Climate Power Education Fund. Does big oil care about our streets flooding or our homes burning? Not according to an ExxonMobil top lobbyist. Did we aggressively fight against um, uh, some of the science? Uh, Yes. You know, we were looking out for our shareholders. They care about profits, not people. Learn more at polluters.exposed. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. 
When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.